podcast. Go number two because uh, I forgot to hit record. Man, what a deal. Just on one channel, though. Yeah, just happened to be yours. Yeah. So we're going to do this again. <laughs> It'll be all right. Man, we're down a guy. It's man. It's the luck of the Larry. Luck of the Larry, man. Yeah. This guy, he takes a night off to go out on his wedding anniversary, and we get all fouled up. And, yeah. And uh, recorded an hour of... N- <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm so pissed off right now. That's all right. We're going to go again, though. Yeah, we're going to do it again. We'd like to welcome Mike Sterling tonight. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Appreciate you having me out. Oh, absolutely. This (laughs) feels so weird. We've already done it once. Right. We've already done this once, so now we're going to do it again. We apologize for for our... For our uh, misfortune there, Mike, but we sure appreciate you coming Uh, up and joining us tonight. I can talk till till we run out of daylight. Uh, We're not going to do that because we can all sit and visit until we run out of daylight. Well, sorry, man, I'm new. (laughs) He said I'm (laughs) new. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I got to get this one out of the way, too, real quick. Our first sponsored show. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, our first one, man. Super cool. If uh, we don't sound enthusiastic, it's because we've done this before. And really, <laughs> I am enthusiastic about this because, man, this guy sent us a cool little care package. And Clint, why don't you tell us about that? He actually sent it to you. Yeah, he sent it to me. I've been buddies with him on Facebook. We kind of follow back and forth. And we have an Oklahoma connection. He's from Duncan, Oklahoma. That's awesome. And uh, he heard our show where uh, Clay Ricks was on talking about going to Duncan and the Duncan Fun Fly and stuff. He said, hey, man, uh, I'll make these smoke injectors. I'd sure like to send a few down there to you. I said, well, sure. And he did. We sure appreciate it. He sent us a bag of these things. Absolutely. And uh, uh, some pretty cool little decals and and such. Uh, Man, Uh, I mean, apparently, didn't you say he was a machinist? Yeah, he's a machinist by trade. So, and he's got him a little lathe in his his hobby room that he makes these out of or makes these and all handmade, made right in Montana. Right. And, man, I wouldn't say that I'm like a, you know, a smoke injector aficionado, but uh, it the, looks, the, the machine work on this is awesome. It's got a, what is that, a 90-degree little bevel cut in there? So uh, I think it. it's like a 45 or something like that. Uh, he's, yeah. he's done a lot of trial and error uh, up in his area. But it's a super machined part. It's in great packaging, and it's made proudly in the USA. Absolutely. So Big uh, fan of that. Well, I'll so, tell you what, these might actually help your – your slobber habit on the bottom of your plane, breaking, right. a- atomizing the oil up a little bit. So. Right, and I think that's what he was trying to get to is get the get the smoke oil atomized and and such. So if anybody needs smoke injectors, be sure and give uh, Eric Kendall a shout out at Smoking Oaky. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Has I'm he got sure, a website or anything? Uh, I man, tell you what, I think ma- he's mainly on Facebook. Mainly on Facebook. Yeah, well, I'll definitely make sure to look him up and uh, put a link down in the show notes so yeah, if you guys I, need a smoke injector check us out yeah and uh he's very reasonably priced on them uh let's i think it's on here i think uh 15 for one of these injectors and uh for a for a handmade item you know right here local i say local in the u.s you know man i have watched guys try everything as far as injection system and spend hours building it I'd spend fifteen bucks in a heartbeat. Absolutely, oh, yeah. on a good injector. Yo, dude, so, this uh, guy's definitely got more than fifteen dollars worth of time oh, yeah. and the work that goes into this. Right. So support so be, this guy if you can. And man, we're gonna try to. Uh, he gave us enough that we can give some of these away. So yeah, I, we, I think uh, I think uh, I think we're definitely gonna give. We've got two of them right here that uh, I, I know that we're gonna give away, and I know where this. Uh, I know where one other one's going. We're gonna we're gonna hand it to Mike as uh, as. Uh, 
as a bribe to put some smoke on an airplane. Well, there you go, Mike. You well, we uh, we might need to do another 50cc size plane. Well, uh, j- just for the smoke. Oh well, man, he sent us some stickers too. Give me one of them stickers. Yeah, he sent he sent stickers, yep, man. That's going on something right there. Right. Right, and you ought to see the cool package, man. I mean, he. Oh yeah. I mean, it's got his emblem on the front of it, and it, it's really cool. We'll get it. We'll get it on the on the Facebook page for sure. Man, he's got a pretty cool logo. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm in on yeah. that. We're not gonna tell you. It'll be a surprise. Absolutely. And man, we're gonna figure out some way to give this away. We we weren't expecting anything this early in the infancy of our podcast to, to do right. as a giveaway. So we don't exactly know how to do that. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure that out for sure. So. Uh, you know, just kind of follow along with us. And, That's and it, man. We're, we're going to be sure and give two of them away. Yeah, man, if you're not already, come follow us on Facebook. And then uh, also, man, join our group if that's something that you're, you're into, man. It's uh, rolling strong, I think, uh, about 60-something people now. So I'm pretty pumped on that in the small amount of time. Like last, uh, what has it been, two weeks? It's two weeks yesterday. Yeah, that two we, weeks yesterday. That we released, uh, released an episode. No, it's only been a week. No, it's been. Uh, week and a half no almost two we'll go with two yeah we'll go with two it'll be okay and man i'm pumped man we've uh had almost uh i think it was 116 downloads in 18 or 17 states and six different countries so right that's 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 amazing that is cool that's super amazing to me i did not think uh i don't know i had realistic expectations and sometimes you know i don't know if that's good or bad i've never done a podcast before so right Again, but I'm pumped tr- on it. All it's trial amazing. and error, and we sure appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about your history, sir. Man, I uh, I've been an aviation nut my whole life. I uh, my dad got me started in U controls, uh, probably about the age of seven or eight. Had a little little wizard. I don't know if anybody remembers the little wizard U control. It flew like a lead brick. He had to get <laughs> a sling it as hard as the control as what the uh, the little O four nine would pull it. And uh, got little flying wings, little Satans. And, uh, man, just to start out, Dad was always an aviation nut. Uh, took me to the Aerospace America air shows. I don't know if you guys remember the oh, Aerospace America. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Will Rogers. Man, I've been to some of the biggest air shows in the world. And Will Rogers used to put on one of the coolest air shows oh, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the world. I agree. Uh, but, man, Dad was a, he, he was a crew member in the Navy. So he's always been aviation nut. He flew U control as a kid too, and uh, you know always had the the junk pile in the attic of uh, of the old McCoy, oh, yeah. of, you know, like uh, thirty size two strokes and stuff. So so I've always been ate up with it, he, and he really pushed me. Uh, I'm a full scale pilot. I had my private license before I graduated high school, and then uh, that's quite an achievement in itself. Yeah, yeah, it was. It kind of really affected my my romantic life in high school because all I cared about was airplanes and if and they can't take it they can't stay that's right so. that's right. right well hey if that one breaks your heart you know you, you don't really <laughs> have to worry about it much right right no, yeah no. <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll literally break your heart yeah <laughs> and uh so like I said I started flying RC first about the age of 12 13 with a little Avastar 40 uh trainer and moved into full scale and if someone's once the argument of what's harder fly full scale RC, I will go with the uh, RC. Yeah. Because I soloed in uh, less than five hours and, you know, just moved right along through my training with, with no issue. Well, I, that. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, that's pretty cool in itself. I mean, five hours is quite an achievement to 
to go from nothing to having a ticket? Well, I, I didn't have a ticket. I just soloed. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's another story. I, uh, as far as getting my license, after I soloed, I, I was free. Right. So I flew all the time. And, you know, FA minimum is 40 hours to get your private license. And I had almost 80. And uh, my instructor finally told me I had to get my license to, I was just wasting time right. flying around. Yep. And, and I want to start carrying people. And you can't carry anybody until you have a actual right. license. And uh, so that that kind of pushed me to finish that. But, but man, I got my commercial uh, w- within the first year of being in high school and moved straight into flying agriculture aircraft, crop dusting. Man, if you guys don't know any ag pilots, you need to find one and you need to ask them uh, that, to tell that, you some stories. Yeah, there ain't that, nobody that's got a story like an ag pilot. Man, them guys got balls that clank. Flying under power lines and the, the whole nine yards. And I'm sure the shenanigans <laughs> were a little crazier, the more than you can discuss. Yeah, you know, the, the flying's actually pretty professional. But the uh, when you get a group of guys that have been making a living all day going 160 miles an hour under power lines, the nightlife can be... <laughs> oh, I'm be sure. Kind of fun. I'm sure, especially for a 21 year old. Yeah. Pilot. Oh, I bet away it was from a home. blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet it. And I then I'm that. sure. I'm sure there was a bunch of. Uh, man, I bet you can't uh, do this. And little little challenges and stuff along well, the way. Well, it's funny, my, my the the gentleman I flew for uh, back then we flew smaller airplanes, uh, Cessna 188s, and uh, you could fit them under some power lines that uh that were were pretty tight. Right. You know, and like going on your first power line, you're you, you can do all the training you want, but when you commit to that first power line and realize that you can no longer go over it, that you're you yeah, force yourself to go under it. Yep. Boy, your old sphincter grabs that that seat. <laughs> oh yeah, and, man. And there is no. You're taking a piece of that plane with you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Done deal. But man, I've been under a wire thousands of times now, and I don't even blink. Right. And. You know, it's the old adage of if you're looking straight ahead and you see the horizon, if you can see the wire above the horizon, you're golden. Right. If it's level with the horizon, shit's going to get real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's below the horizon, hold my beer and watch this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you come into having to pull your power back when you go under the power line to, to let your tail settle. Right. To keep from snagging it. Which, man, the, the closest thing to anything like that, which, um, man, there's a theme park in uh, Oklahoma City called Frontier City. Got some pretty good roller coasters. Well, I got to be buddies with the manager of that place and flying mini drones and some of the stuff like that. You know, when it was shut down for the winter, he invited a few of us up there and we went and flew that park. Right. Which I took a flying wing with me. Of all things to take. Well, hey, man. Hey, when you're with quad guys, you got to represent the plane guys. Yeah. You know, we appreciate that. So uh, I was out there and I was trying to power loop. With, which, that's what you call it with a quad. I mean, it was just a loop with a wing and I was going to loop the roller coaster. <laughs> well, I came around. I've been flying quads all day. It's the first plane that I'd put up. And we're in compromising situations. You know, I'm trying to fly in and out of through roller coasters and stuff like that. So I go through the loop and come back around over it, and I nailed the loop dead in the center. Awesome. And blew that thing into, and dude, it was a foam explosion. <laughs> I mean, pure foam explosion. Killed the GoPro, corrupted all the footage. I have nothing to show for it, man. For the whole day, I flew... I flew the whole day, and that was towards the end of the day, and had footage for days on. Uh, no, you don't. Nope. Use the same gone. GoPro. Yep. Man, it's only one I had, man. I mean, I, I could have taken the card out, I guess, and swapped out, but I was just in the moment, man. How often do you get to stand on top of a roller coaster and fly an airplane in a in a uh, theme park? Never. 
you, you're the only person I know, and I'm sure there's a few other guys, but you know. Oh yeah, which yeah. man? There's some videos out there of it. It's 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 pretty cool. None of them are mine. Right. Damn it. Could have well, been. Could have yeah. been. So you shouldn't have hit I the roller coaster. Right. Which you know, I'm not saying I'm an ag pilot and could fly under power lines. Apparently, I can't because I know roller coasters. <laughs> and I, I guarantee you that thing was quite a bit higher off the ground than a power line. Well, I actually used to loop airplanes around a power line so yeah <laughs> rc not, not rc yeah yeah so ah but yeah the stories can go on for for a lot longer than oh, this podcast man. so you've told me a few and uh they're they're probably not meant to be uh aired yeah so yeah, yeah. there's probably some incrimination i don't know what the right statute of limitations is on yeah yeah with the faa Let, but we'll let's not find out yeah so no, like we'll, i said go find you an ag pilot ask him some questions man we'll get some good stories absolutely man <laughs> Wow, that, but you know, hearing hearing the stories, it all comes from being a kid, right? You know, it started out as a kid and uh, in all the way into his adult life, right? You know, so that brings us up to a good point, and that's kids in aviation. Oh yeah, you know, and that's something that we all as RC guys have to keep in mind, right? You know, is kids and trying to get kids involved and trying to get young people involved and. You know, with uh, got to get the them off those and, video games, right? With the world of video games and not going outside and cell phones and. Well, I'll tell you the you truth. It, it kept me out of trouble. Oh yeah. You know, all my money went towards at the time full scale aviation. Yeah. Which was brought on by, you know, RC aviation, and I, and that's what irritates me sometimes with the the way some of the regulations are are trying to go. Right. Is that if we make this so difficult we're gonna lose all the kids right nobody's going to be involved and and that's going to trickle over into the uh the full scale right and man barrier to entry to get into some of this rc stuff you know the the equipment's cheaper probably than it's ever been yeah and there's a lot of availability but uh you know as far as having to go through faa paperwork you know what i'm saying to register anything and and all of that stuff which i understand why it's in place I'm i'm totally not against it but Man, they they make it tough on you, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've always said the with the FA, they're not happy till you're not happy. Right. So <laughs> that, it, that's yeah. gonna trickle right over into to RC. So oh, ho- yeah. hopefully our representatives can. Yeah, can, the, somebody's right, can meet in the middle. Out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that you know you were talking about Aerospace America earlier, and uh, that was that was part of uh, being a kid for me. Is uh, my dad and the guy who owned the local hobby shop here were real good buddies. So. There was a couple of years that we had a huge RC tent out there. And the owner of the hobby shop sponsored up a, a kit, some glue for the kit, engine, and radio for you know, raffle. You know, it's when you could still do a raffle. And right, it, yep. you know. And uh, I remember going out there, you know, uh, helping with the raffle and helping with you know, making all that happen, but that being a kid there, you know, so you got all these moms and dads with their kids walking up and seeing a kid that's, you know, in the middle of helping, you know, that was always a lot of fun. Right. Right. You I'll, know, and I'm fortunate. I learned to fly at the field down south of here, down in Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh, down Westheimer? Uh, Corks. Oh, Corks. The Corks. Oh, I, I, I thought we were on full scale still. So oh, no. No, yeah. no. The RC. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of those guys are still, still flying to this day. You know, they were, you know, my age, right? When when they were teaching me to to fly as a, you know, twelve thirteen year old right. kid, and I I spent uh, a little time at Corks and and really enjoyed it. You know, they're good people and a uh, whole lot of fun. Just the the size of the field has gotten right. 
you know, if you want to go down there and fly electrics or 60 size stuff or uh, uh, even some small quarter scale stuff, you're great. But for the stuff that we're doing, it's just it's way too tight. Yeah, it's a nice facility down there for yeah, sure. Absolutely it is. Yeah. yeah, back when I was, I learned to fly there, you know, if you weren't there by 1, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you're late. You're at the far north end of the tables, you know, oh, out yeah. in the grass. So, you know, it's a uh, membership has just from the 90s has really gone down at all fields. Right. It, I, and that's uh, that's a lot of fields, you know. That's not just uh Well, just we actually, them, our field, the the Baxter field. Right. Yeah. Our uh, treasurer brought out the membership report from, I think he said, 1992. There's over 100, I believe he said 150-something members. Right. In 92. And this year is what, 30? We're around 30. Yeah. Right. Which is, I mean. Which, for, which we have a little different arrangement at our field, you know, as far as memberships go and stuff. So. Right. You know, it's not really accurate. And which, man, this year, you know, going out the few times that I have, man, it seems like there's more of a crowd now than there's there's been right. in it, the it, past five years that I've been going out there. It, it's been really busy. Yeah. So, uh, and which is positive, you know. It's good, oh, yeah. It's good to see people out there and good to see uh, the the world of aviation busy. Right. And I've seen some, I'm still on the, the Corks uh, Facebook page, and I've seen quite a bit of action out there this year, too. Yep. So, I'm, I'm glad to see it. Yeah, I haven't been out there in a while, but I, I need to stop by and, and see if any of the people I still know are down there flying. Oh, I bet oh, there yeah. is. You know. And let me know. You know, uh, it's not that I don't like the guys. I mean, I, I, I enjoy flying with them. You know, I just everything that I've been flying is big. Right. So. Yep. And, man, our field, I mean, except for you, I mean, you make a big, long drive to come up there, but it's it's really accessible for, for me and him. Right, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 15 you know, minutes 15 from my minutes house. From the house yep. so. Well, and, and that's the sad part. You know, like that field is 20 minutes from my house. Right. And I drive almost an hour to get to, to our field. Right. right. And it's just because the field doesn't lend itself as much to, to the 40%. Right. Aircraft. Oh yeah. No, not so. at all. Well, it's butted up right next to a college. Right. You know, um, game days or anything. Which right now, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, is probably pretty open. You can probably yep. go up there and fly and do whatever. Yeah. Right. right. But you still got that. You you have that great big auditorium next to it. And, and mean, light poles. And, and number oh, ten yeah. light pole. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. thing number has taken out pole. lots of airplanes. <laughs> I've w- I watched a I watched a guy. He was he was so proud that he built this uh, LT forty. He had. He had quit flying and started flying again, and he built an LT-40. Beautiful airplane. Right. Had a little, I think it had a Super Tiger 51 on it or something, something of the sorts. And uh, I took him up, you know, and kind of walked him around a little bit, and he got really comfortable really fast <laughs> with flying. And he said, ah, I think I'll just go ahead and land it. And I said, ah, I think I'll just go ahead and let you. And uh, I wasn't going to argue with the guy. It's his airplane. It's right. his stuff. And next thing I know, this thing is doing a ringer around that light pole. And uh, he was going fast enough that the airplane hit the light pole, spun around it, and the fuselage ended up across the road. (laughs) So that was the end of that airplane. Well, it's kind of funny. uh, Back in the day, one of the most embarrassing things you could do as a member was have to go hunt down the uh, janitorial service to let you on the roof to recover your RC plane. Oh yeah, from the Lloyd Noble Center. Yep, that's hilarious. So, I, I think they these days they kind of frown upon flying over the center. So right, yeah, they yeah, uh, that's that's <laughs> not good at all. But I love that field. You know, yeah. it, it's oh yeah, kind of one of those things. Once you have that memory, it, you're always gonna be. 
be with you. Man, I've been out there several times. I think I've only flown out there once, right. once or twice. Yep. It's one of those deals. You know, it lends itself really well to uh, to smaller aircraft. Yeah. That's just not where uh, I'm at. Now, I know it's not where Mike's at. You know, Casey, you, you've got a little everything, so you can kind of fit in everywhere. But Right. Well, man, I think, which it's not a big plane, but I think I took a 60-size uh, extra out there. I think that's what I was flying. Had a, right. Had a 92-stroke in it. Yep. Uh, Nitro it see. up. You and, I think, Lance. Yep. Didn't Lance come down and join yep. us one day? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good time. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, actually, last time I was down there, guy was flying a, a 35%. Right. Yeah, uh, and there's a couple guys down there who have yep. – uh, there's a there's a guy named Tom down there that he has some uh, – <laughs> he has some real nice bigger stuff. Yeah. You just but, have to fly a tight pattern and keep right, it close. Right. Yeah, man. What man? Isn't there a Scottish dude or something named Pete, yeah, Pete. that flies down there? Yeah, Pete that, is that good guy as gold, is awesome. Man. He's got a huge cub, man. Had had. Oh, did he sell it? Yeah, he sold it to a. Uh, and that man, that's that's. I'd have a, bought that airplane. I remember him. Well, he told me the story about putting that thing together. Man. Right. It. <laughs> I don't think it was a. It was an openly for sale airplane. As I've told the guy who's got it, if he ever wants to get rid of it or ever, you right. know, he will never need to get rid of it. Right. But if he if he ever needs it out of his way, that I want to be that just because of the history of that airplane. Oh, I know yeah. Pete built it, and you yep. know. Oh yeah, that that's a cool plane. I've 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 started that airplane for Pete a handful. I say a handful of times, quite a few times. You know, uh, he lost the use of his left hand. And uh, it was really difficult. Of course, flying a Cub, you know, you got to, well, what do you need? You got to have a rudder. You got to fly that rudder. And it was fairly challenging for him. So. Right. Man, I've been itching for a Cub lately, man. I don't know what it is about that airplane. I just want one. I, I love them. I have a 40 size on floats. Yep. That's man. See, that's that's perfect, man. That's that's what I want. Smaller one on floats. I got a pond at the house. Yep. Yep, it's perfect. Man, speaking of ponds, that pond at his house, boy, did we have a time. <laughs> oh man, it was good. <laughs> Little hundred dollar Hobby King, uh, what was that? A Tundra or something? Whatever. Think, it was yeah, it's on a Hobby floats. King Tundra man. on floats, and we had a pocket full of batteries. Yep. Woo! It was a good time. Well, you guys probably have seen the video. Usually, me and water don't get along real well, <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually not small electrics. Right. Uh, there's a video going around me landing a uh, 50 cc ARS. Uh, inverted in a pond. Nice. So trying to do a low pass. No, I was hovering. Motor quit. No, it's one of those days where you oh. really shouldn't be hovering. Oh, okay. When, when the wind's you. coming over the travel trailers yep. to the pond, real unstable. And uh, the peanut gallery was <laughs> lower, <laughs> lower, lower. Was out. No, oh, yeah. And uh, when I went to the tail touch, I caught a gust and it was blowing back at me. And as soon as that tail hit, she came over backwards. Of course, I was full throttle, full down elevator, trying to fly it out. And right. Wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. No. So, it. Uh, she did a little inverted landing and uh, <laughs> cost me a throttle servo, a DA ignition, and uh, a canopy. But airframe was untouched. And well, hey. Actually, flew you, the airplane quite a bit later. Do you still have that airplane or did it leave too? No, it's, it's gone. I, uh, uh. I sold it to a buddy of mine. He knew about the pond. He was there when it happened. <laughs> yeah. And, my little F sixteen, my little ducted uh-huh. EDF F sixteen. Yep. Yeah, uh, is that what it become? He uh he had that F sixteen, and he traded me the DA fifty minus 
non-working ignition. Oh, good. For that airplane, or for, for that little ducted fan. Heck yeah. And then bought the airframe later. Did well, you ever repower it? I put the Borelli 60 on it. Okay. So did the engine leave with the airplane? No. No. That Borelli will never leave. Oh, one of those. One of those. One, okay. That is oh. the best 60cc size motor I've ever seen. Gotcha. Yeah, no, so, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, actually, one of the planes that uh, that motor was originally on, its wings are flying at our field. Oh, on the on the uh, that PAU extra on spare parts. On spare parts, yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. My fuselage is it being used because I <laughs> I couldn't. I, you don't use blind nuts on bolts that are going to be there a while, right? So to get the motor off, I had to pull the blind nuts through the firewall to get the motor off. Right. So in other words, it didn't have firewall no more. It had a firewall. It kind of. It had some extra holes. <laughs> it was useless. Mods, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, 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 it would need a... And man, I've seen that plane and flown that plane since then. Yeah. Flies I've been good. I've been offered to fly it a few times, but I know <laughs> kind of the history on the wings. Yeah, well, he didn't... Uh, he's he's cool with it. He, that, that plane's flown quite a bit, I think. So. Uh, it's flown a lot like that. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but hey, it'll be all right. Now, what was it? Did a mouse get in there? A mouse, yeah. yes. Maybe chewed up some ribs yeah, or something. Yeah, I had had those wings in a uh, uh, wing tote, wing bag, right, hanging in my shop, about four foot off the ground. And uh, I'd kind of gotten out of the hobby for a couple of years, and the wings set up there, tied up. And I was getting ready to go to the Moreland Fun Fly up in Northwest Oklahoma. Thought you know I'll just open that wing bag just to take a glance open it and just sawdust and covering everywhere you just closed it back and went about life i closed it i actually bought another ready to fly airframe from a buddy that built the, his at the same time i built mine right and uh used the wings off of his and flew with my airplane <laughs> and ended up dinking the airplane that week while i was up there uh kind of same thing of hovering in 30 mile an hour wind is not a not a good thing. Yeah, you got to try it, though. You man, do. Right? And I did it a bunch, but yep. it finally caught up with me. Yeah. It, got, it didn't work that time. <laughs> and I, I cartwheeled it and tore a wing up. And Man, but. speaking of tearing airplanes up, oh. <laughs> we got to go here. Man, every show. <laughs> Welcome to DLE 20 Talk with Clint. Uh, it's not even... It, well, yes and no. Right. But, it, but at this point, it's not even about the DLE 20. So the uh, the plane that uh, got crashed after purchase that was of nobody's fault other than a motor dying. Actually, right. I think it just caught an air bubble because that motor never, not no. one time did I hear it spit, no, man, burbled, that, nothing. No, that thing ran great. Man, that motor had a lot of hours hovering on a profile, 20cc profile. Yep. And never, well, dude, never burped. I never had to touch a needle. I never had to touch anything no, on that, yeah, dude. I, it was... The the airplane was literally, I mean, nobody had touched needles other than you on that engine. Right. And and, af- I, and after you start it, you could hand prop that thing. After yep. you got the first start yep. out of it the day. It was just getting the fuel to the yep. car because that, fuel, that tank was so far back. Right. But, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of brings up another point <laughs> on the on that airplane. And it might be the the leading forte to, to this little pilot. Right. That motor had been on two profiles previously. The first one lasted three flights <laughs> when you come in to pop up into a hover and you slap the rudder when you pop and it rips the rudder halfway off and wedges it about Ooh. 40 degrees to the left yeah it's 
plane is no longer flyable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I, I gave it all Straight I could. Straight to the scene of the crash. Yep. And I uh, didn't even break the prop, on, but that little profile exploded. Yep. So went to profile number two. Same motor. Uh, same electronics. Same prop, sounds like. It was. Same prop. Uh, I tore that airplane up, rolling my ankle on a number 10 socket in my shop. And I had it, uh, my 40-size cub on float sitting there, and a 50cc airplane sitting there. So as I'm falling, I'm trying to decide which plane is going to die. Right, yeah. (laughs) So I I chose the profile. Yeah. And, and dude, 300 pounds hitting a 20cc profile at full tilt. Done. It's it's sawdust explosion. How's it got to be a 10 millimeter? That's the one you can never find, too, man. I I found it. You found it. You damn sure did. I did. Ankle still hurts every now and then. It does. It's it's it'll never be the same, man. But uh, and then well, well, hey, when he donked it, no joke, man. It didn't break the prop, and you know that spinner you were giving me a hard time about using a using a starter on it. I can't believe that that thing's holding up, man. It didn't even break that spinner. That that is a great planes (laughs) plastic spinner that I had to grind the crap out of it to fit the big prop. On, Dude, on it looked right. CC. It was good, right color and everything. And so, wait a minute. That so the prop that was on that was was that the same prop from all the profiles? No, no, no I kept okay. the prop because yep. I was running Red Wing uh, prop that you can't find anymore. Gotcha, and it works perfect on those profile planes. But I did kill it because I had it on the profile when it that when I got right. from, from Casey. <laughs> Oh, we, man. We you did told me that story. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit of an okay. airplane swap. And you think the flight was short after Casey selling that uh that extra. My flight was even shorter. What? I might or may not have consumed some alcoholic beverages. <laughs> a fun fly. Oh, here we go. When I went to test fly this plane. And I didn't realize that my thumbs are faster than a 507 JR Servo. Oh, yeah. And when you take off doing rifle rolls, a foot off the ground, full tilt, your thumb will actually outrun the servos, and you'll get behind, you'll get 180 degrees behind the airplane. Whack, right into the ground. I realized what I'd done, and I stopped the roll. <laughs> right. But it was over. So that thing pancaked at about 100 miles an hour and just exploded. And it, it scattered... So, 30 seconds. Dude, no. I can't rifle roll for 30 seconds. 15 seconds. 10 to 15 tops. Man, and then he calls me and tells me, I'm like, man, did something fail? Because I'm sitting here thinking, golly, man. Because, I mean, I had gotten the, I bought the airplane the way it was and flew it several times, but I wasn't real sure of it. Well, I had a radio failure, but the it was from the connection between my brain and my thumb. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the brand of radio. No, no. No, it's a uh, as most radio failures, it's it's right. it's, it's usually a wiring situation. Man, but that, I, that, I, I got a big woohoo. If, if got that, a big woohoo, if that matters. That that whole situation, dude. This is the I mean, only person that won in that whole deal is Casey. Oh yeah, the, I mean, we had two planes <laughs> between the two of them that had less than five minutes of flight time. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that that we worked out in this deal, right? <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I feel weird about it, though. I just, I don't, the I don't know. The only person that won in this whole yeah. situation. Well, here's the deal. He has gotten rid of two airplanes, and neither one of them made it longer than five minutes combined. That's a, uh, three. 
three minutes. What was, yeah. what was the third one? No. Oh, three, three minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, three. What was that the little, third one? That yeah. little pilot twenty didn't last five minutes. It wasn't in there five. It wasn't in there three minutes. No. That's just weird, man. And here's the thing: I didn't want to sell the pilot. I didn't want to. The best flying airplane I've ever owned. And it was one of those things that uh, an offer was made, and then I said, "Well, if you want it, it'll take this." And he said, "Okay." Right. And I thought that that was enough to be like, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's that, done. No, 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 he bought it. No, so episode three, that airplane has shown up, and hopefully it rests in peace now. Yep, yep. We're, yeah, we got to put this got one to bed. We got the original owner, so we're not going to talk about this one no yeah. more. It's done. <laughs> three episodes, we've had the three owners of the, the airplane. Yeah, so. yeah. And man, we didn't plan that. That no, was never that was never a plan. That's just weird how I, that all I, worked out. I'm just I I am dumbfounded right now. Right. That between the two airplanes, they didn't last three minutes. And they both came from Casey. Yeah. And he's the only one that won in this whole deal. Because he got to fly that little pilot for oh, Man, I probably uh, put fifty, sixty, seventy yeah, flights on that thing, le- man. Yeah, at least. I mean he flew the hell out of it for quite a while. Well, from I, then to now. I flew the hell out of it for Yo. Know, for 150 yards. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy went a football field with that other deal. Well, man, on that deal, too, I couldn't even believe it because it was one of those things that, hey, I heard you got a profile. Like, yeah, like you want to trade for this? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll trade for that. You sure? And I mean, you remember. Yeah. We went out to eat, and I was like, man, if I owe you anything else, if there's – I mean, I, I felt bad about that deal because I was like, man, this is not – this is not – I don't mean – this don't seem like a fair deal to me, but if this is what you want to do, you know. Dude, he says he feels bad. That little Honda, that truck did not open fast enough. He was slinging planes in there fashion you can imagine. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I was happy about it. I was pumped up. That's the coolest airplane I've ever no, owned that, to date. That little airplane was cool. Uh, flew great. It just wasn't what I was looking for. Right. And, and uh, he had profile experience. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I love the profiles. Unfortunately, right now they're kind of kind of hard to come by, and I've got another one tracked down. I'll just awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll get it at Moreland. Yep. So your your the motor <laughs> that you had will will live again. Right. It so. didn't tear that muffler up, did it? No. Oh, good. No, dude, I hit pancake. I hit as flat as you can get an airplane. Well, man, I think I got one of the last in existence. You know, profile DLE twenty or or twenty cc exhaust that's made for that profile with the right angle and everything nice. on it. Nice. So. It was the only one I could find on the internet. Right. The only one. I'm I'm still just dumbfounded at Dude. How do you think I feel, man? I'm I sitting mean, here going, a, man. I a mean combined three minutes worth I, of I fell in crap and come up smelling like a rose and these other two cats. Yeah. Well, not even three minutes. Yeah. What the Well, you got one at hundred and fifty yards and the other one took off, picked the airplane up, went knife edge, made a turn. I think did a snap or man he flew it around for a good minute and a half two minutes yeah, I, mean, I mean hardcore he, he flew it around at knife edge you know blah 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 and then pulled it up right in front of us in a hover and it went that was it didn't burble didn't cough didn't just quit and that's funny though because that that motor that thing I, always I bet that great. motor had five hours of hover time on mm-hmm. it when it was on profiles right so you know it, it wasn't afraid to be vertical right. And that was uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch hell on the DLE twenty thing. But <laughs> that uh, that was one of the absolute very best one. Yep. You know I've ever seen run. He bought a brand new one and it's a boat anchor. It ran good for about I probably put two weeks. 
No, you talking about the one I had on the revolver? That yeah, rear the first one? one. Man, I honestly probably put about 30 or 40 flights on that I plane. I don't think you did. I think I did. Uh-uh. You know, i tell you what, though. I, from Nitro days, it was the same thing. Right. You know, I Sometimes had you get OS one. engines. You know, some of them were screaming apes, and other right. ones you just could never get power out of them or reliability. Well, or the same engine. I've got the same engine on it now. It's Well, it's a different engine, but same kind. Right. And it's not near what the first one was. Yep. I mean, it's not even close. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's, as far it's as speed and, and everything like that. And that one, it ran until it didn't. It just didn't start up one day. And when it did, it, I mean, it just sat there and, man, it, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It acted like it was hitting rev limiter. You know, like I'm, you know, like one of these little tuner cards or something like that, just sitting there bouncing off a rev limiter. Right. And, it was only like during the middle. Didn't matter which way you put the needles. Didn't I mean none of that mattered. I changed the spark plugs. I changed the coil. I changed the battery. You know, I mean, I changed everything that I Even could change. Even went as far as put a different carburetor. Yeah, on put it. a brand bought a brand new carburetor and put on it. Still wouldn't work yep. right. And then I, you know now it's in a box. No, it's. It, I, I think they need to put born on dates like beer. Right. You know, so you can check your date if it's built on a Tuesday through Thursday. Probably all right. It. Yep. But if it's a Monday or Friday version. Just, yeah. just that's B stock. These are this much, right? You can take a chance. Maybe you'll get lucky, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So it's just gonna be what it is. I, I, if it's below fifty cc, it's gonna be a stretch for me to have <laughs> it. I tell you, man, I've I I don't own two of any gas engine. I, I'm not a brand right. hog. You know, I, I have all the top brands. And truthfully, DA is the only motor I've ever sold. And I just, I'm n- nothing against DA. You know, it's just for what I fly, it's not what I was looking for. So, right. I, we just recently purchased our first DA. We've never had one. Yep. Got a couple of three W's. But right. I've never had a DA until just here recently. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, as far as being a, a brand basher, I, I really can't because I've, I either ha- either have them right now, mm-hmm. or I've had them. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I I think my uh, I think if I have a uh, any, it's got to have a, either a genuine Walbro carburetor on it or a genuine Tillotson carburetor on it. Uh, you know, much past that, I can fix it. Right. You know, uh, and that's uh, you know, I've got a I've got a DLE fifty five side side exhaust, one of the early ones. And it's got a genuine Walpole carburetor on it. Runs great. Right. Ne- I mean, never had a problem with it. And yeah. Man, and men finding stuff in that smaller seat. Because, I mean, I don't have a trailer or anything like that or anything to haul anything big, you know. i got a little hatchback Civic that fits in pretty good size. Well, that is why I ended up with that airplane. Right. Because the selection size of 20cc is, is pretty small. Right. And that's I had that motor sitting around was looking for an airframe for it and found that pilot. I mean, I'd love to have... 50 cc 100 cc hell 200 cc whatever you know but it just the it's space not, space doesn't di- yeah, yeah space doesn't dictate you right know? well and that I, and i mean i've got a bunch of small stuff so where's that big stuff go i already got a pile of stuff in my garage man. right <laughs> and i tell you man i have the from big to small and right now i'm i'm, I'm digging this little 61 inch slick skywing right you know electric Oh, uh, that's fine. Which, which, you know, we we've talked about the oh yeah the electric and gas battle. I'm a gas guy, uh, but I, I jokingly say if it's electric, it's a toy. 
if it's gas, it's a man's. Oh, right. that Skywing ain't no toy. <laughs> no, man. I mean, that thing gets after it. It does. I've it, never seen anything spin around a wing tube like that. Man. That, I don't even know what the tricks are you're doing. I have no that, idea. That's that's a waterfall when you when you pitch over the nose. Right. And, uh, and that thing, you can do a five-foot waterfall and it not lose altitude. It's insane how fast that thing will, yeah. will rotate around that wing tube. It's insane. I mean, you know. What what's what do you think the power to weight ratio is in a thing three to I one? I bet that thing's pushing four to one. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it in, just it's nuts. Goes on up. Yep. Yeah. You, you know, like the the forty percent stuff. I'm probably two to three to one on them. And it, it's funny the bigger planes have more power to weight ratio. A fifty cc with even a sixty on it can get you into trouble. Right. You know, you you have pull out, but you're usually one to one ratio yeah you're wide open it, it takes especially when the heat gets here in the summer you can be full throttle and and trying to get altitude right where 40 percent with some of these big motors that we're running now you know i'm i'm hovering at less than quarter throttle right and it's like I, i'm running i have a zdz 196 or 195 195 uh on my 125 inch extreme flight extra and it's almost hard to hover because you're just off idle and if you come off idle, it'll start it'll climbing climb. on you. Yep. So it's Except it's that the throttle curve in the radio, right? Yeah, yeah. I do have a throttle curve. Right. But but it's just right off of the, the bottom idle. And my my GP one seventy six is the same way. Right. You know, it yanks that forty percent around, you know, like it's nothing. And I've seen so. both these airplanes flying; they're just oh, amazing. Yeah. So. Yep. So it's a uh, technology as far as motors is. Has really come a long ways. That's definitely one of the, man that one you were talking 125. That's a one of the biggest RC airplanes I've ever seen. It's a big girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't realize the size difference between a 125 inch plane and a 119 inch plane until they're side by side, and it's it dwarfs that, that right. 119 inch. Just the hold, the the stance, the height. You know. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a, just it's a, a massively big, bigger airplane. Yeah. I mean, not much. It doesn't weigh that much mm, more. Not two pounds. And that's where we get into the construction. You know, my 119 is the old school, all plywood balsa construction. Right. And uh, the new extreme flight is the, the laminated carbon fiber type design. Right. And it's just the wood is tiny in it. Yep. And so we're that much bigger and weigh two pounds more. Right. So and man, that Skywing, it's got uh, it's carbon fiber yep. Yep. as it, well. It, it's the same laminate buildup. Right. But so you probably can't do anything in the air that's going to break that you, plane. You, you cannot. And the the new style of 3D, you know, XA, which I, I won't even call it 3D. To me, 3D is a post-stall type flying. And uh, XA is full tilt, you know, flust, flying on the wing type flying. Right. And uh, that's why they had to go to this design, because those guys were actually breaking airplanes. And back in the day, 40% were king. Right. Well, they were too big. People were folding the wings up on these planes so they had to come down to 100 cc and that's when the xa stuff really started getting popular well now they got to the point they're breaking 100 cc planes so you know they had to build some more strength into them and like the wing tube on my extreme flight is like a third of the wingspan i mean the tube is is unbelievable how massive this thing is right and how long so they're getting all their strength out of the, the Man, wing tube I, going to jonah last year and watching the 100 cc stuff uh you know, or the 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 airplane in particular was a, a Skywing, and it had a GP one twenty six on it, and I guarantee you, I I I can't tell you who was flying it, 
Don't know. But he come through doing a night demonstration with it. Wide open for everything that airplane had on a knife edge and pushed down elevator. And never turned the corner. I mean, for everything it had. And just watching that happen, watching the strength. I mean, and, and he didn't stop there. I mean, he just kept going. Right. And watching all that happen, man, these airplanes are strong. They are. They absolutely are. You know, I'm a, I'm more of a precision, I'm at kind of flyer. But, you know, even watch me fly, you know, I usually take off and the first half of the flight is, you know, precision type flying. Right. And then I'll, I'll go into some of the, you know, mild 3D sure. stuff, you know, that an old, old guy like me can, can pull off, but. Yeah, you do pretty dang good, man. <laughs> I've I've seen you tail touching stuff out of the field, big big planes. Oh that yeah, hundred and twenty five inch wingspan sucker. Yeah, no problem. There it is. Yep, got it. No problem. Yeah, Andy lets me chase it with a quad every once in a while. Right. So no problem that. Right. We're gonna have some fun this weekend yep. at, at Duncan. Absolutely, I'm I'm ready. Yep. But that kind of brings me to another another question. When we talk about all these manufacturers, you know, I, we got Extreme Flight, we've got uh, Skywing, we've got so many people doing these uh you know the the arf versus building thing right you know uh, for people our age that have to work every day have kids have families you know it's hard to build an airplane it it is i don't i don't know how my dad did it for so many years scratch building and you know but at the end of the day it's hard to build an airplane right yeah, it's a, uh, you know, when I started flying, as as I mentioned, I, I was flying Avastar forty. That's what I learned to fly with. Right. But anything besides a, a basic trainer, uh, you had to build. You know, so I had a, you know, an Ultra Sport forty. You know, that I built myself. A Tiger two was actually my first build up, and Dad helped me a lot on that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so pretty much anything besides a trainer had to be a kit, and uh. Man, I, t- I tell you what, I, that little 60-inch slick we were just talking about, that Skywing, I bet I have five hours in that airplane putting it together. It's it's insane how these companies now are taking so much work out of the, out of the airplane. And, I, and I'm very picky. You know, my stuff is, you know. Top-notch. It, it has to be. I, right. I, you know, it's almost OCD to me when, I, when I'm doing them. And uh, that Skywing, the... The freaking servo leads were already in it. They they come installed. You you knock out some knockout plates for the servos, screw it in, plug it in. Done. It's just done. Yeah. Five hours. That's crazy. It's it's it is. And that gets you to the field ready to go. Right. And and you know, there's guys I'm sure can do it a lot quicker than me. You know, and right, which man that that Skywing that you're flying, man. What kind of you know? I know it's electric. What kind of power system and everything? What's the setup? Uh, on that? that is the, the complete Potenza system, which uh, episode one you had a uh, Clay Ricks in. Yep, uh, he's actually a Flex uh, yep. sponsored pilot and everything. And I have another friend uh, up in Northeast that does turnkey builds. So I called him up and said, "Hey, man, I got the slick. I just ordered. You know, just order me whatever." system because he deals with skywing stuff all the time that that you would put in one so he hollers at flex flex sends it to me drop ships it to me and uh man i i I put that thing in and right now it's funny the hardest thing right now is trying to find a propeller for it 
Right. And uh, finally got one got one located. But so it's, it's a Patanza 60E, I believe. Uh, and I, I'm not real good on remembering numbers. Is it 6S set up or 8S? It, it, it's 6S. 6S? Yep. Golly. Yeah. I'm running a... 6S. I thought, I, man, I thought it had to have been at least 8 the way no, that thing rips around. No, I'm running 3260C uh, packs in it. Wow. That thing's nuts, man. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I've, I've had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, it's funny. I fly it in my pasture at my house. I, I mow to right. you know, about a 100-foot long strip and fly it right there. And So that's kind of the plan to help my old fingers get a little better at 3d is <laughs> right lot, putting a lot of time in it there at the house so man i remember we were sitting at the field and it uh it's first time i think i'd ever seen you fly that plane and there was a few of us sitting around and everything like that and somebody said man's that got a stabilizer in it and i'm like no nah, man mike don't have no stabilizers in this plane that's all thumbs bro that's all <laughs> thumbs but but put an aura in it didn't i you? did which man i hear awesome <laughs> things about those i you know that aura box comes with lots of pretty stickers, right? But there's not a one of them on that airplane, right? <laughs> it's it's uh, I, we won't go the crude way about girlfriends and things like that, right? So, uh, this thing, man, my buddy that I bought the power system, he's been on my butt about trying a, a aura eight, right? And uh, man, I, I, I'm Clint Tro as far as stabilizers, <laughs> right. I will not have one. Not and, gonna do it. And I'm went, indifferent. I've I've got stuff with them and without them, man. <laughs> I went down, flew with Clay, and uh, he's like, "You're flown anything with an oar in it?" I said, "No, probably won't either." And he's like, right. "Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are." Yeah. So he breaks out the uh, the 60 inch laser Skywing that he has has the oar eight in it, and uh, I flew it around, flipped flipped it on, flipped it off, and thought, you know, that's that's pretty cool, and. It, it, it's funny. It doesn't help you as far as doing the maneuvers and stuff. Right. But it it makes the plane fly like a a fifty a fifty cc size plane. Right. It takes the the bumps out from the wind. But I mean, if you roll it forty five degrees, let go of the stick, it's going to hold forty five degrees till it swats Mother Earth. Right. You know. So it's, and man, that's what everybody says. It makes it feel like a bigger airplane. It, it does. You know, it gives you the stability and everything yep. of a larger airframe. It, it, it doesn't roll the plane level. Uh, it or I believe just came out with a actual stabilization type system. See the AS3X with the the safe, safe technology, right? Uh, that's on some of these foamies. Uh, Aura didn't have that, and my understanding, they actually just released one that has the the similar safe type right. technology. I think I saw something like that on flight test. Right, right. But yeah. the Aura Eight is not uh, a safe type heading hold right anything like that it is just a a buffer from from wind and things like that right well it looks good it, man right yeah it, it adds 10 pounds to a 60 inch airplane the right. way it flies that's awesome man and the other thing you can do though is that it does take some of the the rusty thumbs out right and, and uh so i'm running super tail heavy on that airplane mm-hmm. and I can get away with it be- right. because I have some assistance. Sure. And I can fly without the stabilizer, but it's not near as much fun. You got to really sit up, pay attention. Right. So, so it's neat. Heck yeah. I can't seem to win with this microphone tonight. Man, you're all right. You're just kind of breathing into it. It'd be okay. I'll Beef. edit <laughs> <laughs> But that gets us to, uh, to one of our, 
topics. One of our topics that that, that we seem to I don't want to say get stuck at, but you know, it seems to be a pretty hot topic around our table for some reason is the safe technology, you know. Right. Uh and I I don't necessarily want to get into a brand war or anything like that, you know. I Spectrum works. Uh in my mind Spectrum is for the smaller stuff for for beginners, you know. I know a lot of people use it in high-end stuff, and I'm all great with that, you know. But at the end of the day, the safe technology, in my opinion, you just have to turn it off at one point. Don't exactly. use it as a crutch forever. Right. You know, I, I haven't been around it personally much with the safe technology. Uh, I happened to be there the day that Larry's son was flying. Right. Uh, was it a timber? Yep. Yeah, he got uh, timbered. With, with the safe technology. And within one day, you're watching a kid do touch-and-goes. Right. By himself. So that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. But when you reach that point where you're doing touch and goes, that switch needs to be off. Yeah. And start figuring out the rest right. of the story. Which, man, when I got into this, that stuff was prevalent. You know, I've only been flying for four or five years now. You know, I'm, I'm fairly fresh to this compared to most everybody that I fly with. But uh, never had any of that, you know. Now, I bought me some junk off Hobby King and went out to the field and thought I was going to fly something. <laughs> and uh, promptly put it into the ground. Exactly. You know? You, I learned to fly. It was past the, the transmitter. Right. You know, nobody had the buddy box at the field at the time, and they were out there, but, you know, nobody just happened to have it. Right. And, uh, you but know, it, we're, we were also from a time of a hobby shop. Right. You know, when you could actually walk into a hobby shop, you know, and I, th- I feel like those are almost a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Man. Definitely getting that way. You know, being a, a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid going into the local hobby shop was, was the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. You know, my, uh, my gear actually came from uh, Dean's Hobby Shop in Norman. Uh, Dean Thompson was right. a gentleman that flew there at Corks, an older gentleman. And, you know, he That's had, been a while back. I don't, even, it, I don't remember it was, that. that. That was the – he moved down in Florida in the mid-'90s. Oh, okay, yeah, that was and, well uh, before I got into yeah, any of this. And, uh, but he had the, the local shop down there at the time, and, man, just – RC airplanes hanging from the ceiling, you know, kid after kid after kid. And uh, he actually got dad. Dad bought my first RC plane, and, uh, you know, he helped him get the right stuff to, to get me started. Right. Of course, it hung on the ceiling for two years before I finally got brave enough to take it up to the field and yeah, give it a shot. get started. Which, man, I, uh, I promptly crashed that airplane, and then I went to the hobby store and bought a simulator. Yep. I mean, it was like a couple of days later. Right. Because, man, I want to do this, you know, and I think this will get me there. It will. And, man, it, it really did. I flew on that simulator for, I would say, yeah, man, I come home from work, not every night, but at least put 30 minutes in on it, right. you know, until I could fly a basic pattern and take off and land, take off and land, and ordered me another airplane and been fine ever Went since. Went yep. You know? Yeah. You, you know, I'll, I'll use it a little bit for muscle memory, but I have not flown one yet that felt no. real to me. But I think what it yeah. does is, you know, it uh, gives you kind of cause and effect. You know, it kind of teaches you what the controls do, what to expect, yep. you know, things like that. Now, you know, I mean, you can crank up the wind and everything. Well, on that's it what if I was going to say. You yeah. know? First but, thing you need to do is, you know, after you learn the basics, move the wind up, make it more lifelike. Right. And uh, every plane on there is perfectly set up. Yep. And uh, so yep. mo- most people's aircraft don't fly like a... You know, a real flight airplane. Right, here's here's where I'm a weirdo, man. After I kind of got it, I was thinking about that because, I mean, I was getting ready to maiden an airplane the next day. And right. I'm like, that thing might be out of trim. So I gave my controller to my kid, and I was like, hit all these buttons. Just 
all of them, whichever direction you want, you know, and took off and trimmed a perfectly good airplane, you know. Boy, I bet that was fun. <laughs> it was. And I was, I was pretty fresh to everything. But, you know, I kind of had the foresight to do that. I don't right. know, you know. Of course, man, I'm a little nerdy, you know. I think about stuff like that. I want to give man, myself I've, a fighting chance, you I've, know. <laughs> I've had some first flights that were not, not uh, you know, somebody hands you an airplane. Of course, you do your due diligence and go over it. And right. And there's a center of gravity somewhat close. And, yep. You know, kind of look it over and go, well, let's try it, you know. Well, man, uh, if I would have known a little bit more about I mean, I literally knew nothing about airplanes. I order one off the Internet, and I go out to the field to fly it. There wasn't anybody there, you know. I mean, I was all by myself. I had not a clue other than I put this thing together. So, there, man, I mean, that thing could have been out of trim. I could have had something backwards. I don't know. But it, it took probably a few seconds. Man, I have <laughs> I have test flown hundreds of airplanes in the almost 30 years of doing this. And, you know, you You'd be with somebody helping them. You'd land. You'd turn around. You could hear another airplane running behind you. Yep. And someone hand you a transmitter. Hey, can you, can you fly this for me? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so you do the the quick control shape, make sure everything at least moving in the right direction. But after you do enough of them, you can tell when you power up right. if the CG is going to be flyable. You know, if you start powering up, powering up, powering up, and that tail's not leaving the ground, chop power. Yeah, that's what right. I'm looking for is the tail to come up. Yep. So you, you know before the plane leaves the ground if it's going to be a a handful or not. Man, that was one of those days when I felt like I made it when somebody's like, hey, will you fly this for me? Uh, <laughs> you're crazy, but yes, I will. Yep. Hey, I, I show up at the flying field occasionally, and, and it happened a couple of weeks ago. I didn't even get anything out. Just yep. test flew airplanes. Test flew yep. airplanes, yep. Which, I, that's okay, you know. I mean, that's kind of oh, yeah. what we do. Yep. I do like to... Watch the airplane be put together first, though. Right. Where I can check stuff. Oh, yeah. And when someone's handed you the controller, it's you didn't get to really see it beforehand. It's, it's a little concerning because oh, you don't yeah. know. Hey, uh, I, I test flew. Uh, we built a third-scale DR-1, and I test flew it. It was, in, uh, it was still in the uh, winter, I guess. You know, it wasn't quite spring yet. And that was the first thing I did, man. I had uh, – I had a handful of folks just look it over, you know, people who I trust and respect. Hey, look this over. See if you see anything that I missed, you know, because we're as good as we all try to be. We're all human. We, we oh, miss yeah. some. We yep. definitely make mistakes. Well, I'll tell you what, and the reverse ailerons seems to kill more airplanes than, <laughs> than anything out there. And I still to this day, I, my own airplane, if you'll watch, I'll do a control check taxiing out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Every and, time. And I don't just move it to see if you have movement. Movement and look for the correct movement. Right. And I, I've watched guys fling the stick, everything moves, take off, reverse ailerons, Done drive in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Right. I've seen a couple of seasons guys do that. Mm-hmm. Like guys that, that uh, man, I'd respect and think that they're great. Right. Just accidents happen, yep. man. Well, I was uh, I was taxiing one out at the Jonal one time and, and run it up, you know, warmed it up, ready to go fly checked everything and of course you got somebody standing there so what for me the last thing that i check is a rudder yep so i okay let's go you know so i let the airplane <laughs> go and taxiing out and right aileron left aileron up elevator down elevator left rudder nothing right rudder kind of right Oop, kill it right now you yep. know walk out there and get it and figure it out absolutely so, it's a. Uh, Yo, know, it's that's just a and this weekend you'll notice anytime I go fly I'll I'll control check everything. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, but it's funny when you're at a group like this coming up weekend, watch the people. Oh, yeah. You know, how many people don't either move a control at all, or you can just see them just sling stuff around right. without any purpose. So it, it, People it, watching is, is just as much fun to me. It is. In the hobby than it is. To, I, I love flying. I, I, I fly kind of uh, specific times because of what I fly. You know, I... I don't know what to expect, whether it's a 3D crowd or a Warbird crowd or a mix. I, I'm good, however, but I fly at spe- specific times, really. Right, absolutely. And, yeah, I'm uh, kind of I'm kind of selfish, man. I want everybody to be out of the sky. I want to fly. I want the whole field to myself when I, I fly. Think, and I I'll, I'll stand there and wait. You know, now right. I don't care if somebody. Hey, I'm coming up. All right, cool. Yeah, you're. But you're not getting much time this weekend. No, you? no, I'm sure not. Which, man, I might not even show up with an airplane. I'm probably, bring, <laughs> man. I'm I'm gonna bring. A, a, a pretty good chase quad and uh, a bunch of camera gear. I think that's my goal this weekend. Sweet. I want to I get some video and some good photography and stuff like that at the right. event. That's that's what I'm going for. Man, man, there's some extra gear we could probably, in four days of flying. That yeah. I got cameras, we boys. We could probably get we, some we can, gear. I'll, I'll send you both with one if you want to. <laughs> if you want to, I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, it becomes work, though. You know, you can't fly at that. You know, I mean, you can still fly, but, you know, you got to be – Working on getting some shots, man. It's it's work. It sucks, kind of. But now, it's, I'm it's not cool guaranteeing I have Casey quality <laughs> no, that's videography. Nah, I set it up, man. You just hit a button, you'll be good to go. <laughs> uh, you're just talking about still shots, right? No, man. I'll, I'm gonna give you guys some GoPros. Give me some video. The only thing oh, I good. ask, if a crash is imminent and gonna happen, do not follow the plane with the camera almost to impact scene. Right. And then forget your filming and put the camera towards the ground and right. hear the right. Yeah, That if, drives me insane. Oh, yeah. If you just want to just put it at the ground where you think it's going just so we can get the impact, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of that's kind of where, where I want to be, man. When people post videos on forums and stuff of a crash, man. Go to the, go to the scene of the crash. Exactly. Yep. It's, it, you know. Put your life second. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and at least you get it on film. <laughs> and, man, too, both of you guys are carrying – Newer cell phones. The video on these newer cell phones is, Man, is really, it's good. In the heat of the moment, I guarantee you that's the last thing I'm thinking about <laughs> is that cell phone. Right. You know, when, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm getting my cell phone out. By the time <laughs> right. by the time I have it out, it's a done deal. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully we don't have to, there's not a lot of crashes. No, nah, we don't want crashes. I mean, I like to watch a crash as good as the next guy. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I don't like it at the end of the day. If, if it's gonna crash, let's uh, at least we know it might possibly be coming. Right. And I mean, there's at Fun Flies, there's always the. Oh yeah. We're gonna give this a shot. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. when you sit up, pay attention. Oh yeah. Because things are gonna get real. Man, last Fun Fly I went to, we were doing the limbo, and I figured I would just do it inverted <laughs> at full throttle. <laughs> Man, I, tell I you made what. the limbo, but I didn't make it much past that. <laughs> Fun flies are something I love. I, I used to fly Fun Fly Circuit up in the northwestern Oklahoma area. It was Texas Panhandle, uh, Oklahoma Panhandle, Kansas, and like Woodward, Moreland area. And just just getting to these fields where this kind of stuff happened was, was crazy. You know, the events brought out the competition side of people. Oh, yeah. And you, you just don't see that until you get to – where someone's pushing something. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and you will happily sacrifice a $600 fun fly plane for a $3 board. Oh, yeah. With a, a first place sign on it. Right. So I, I have boxes of trophies on the wall. 
but some of my favorite memories are, are at Fun Flies. Yep, that's good. It's good stuff. And I, I wish we had more competitive type Fun Flies in, in, in our area uh, down here. Uh, I, I wish I, I'm the same, you know. But every time I mention it, it uh, it seems to get shut down. Right. You know, just almost as media immediately as you mention, hey, let's do something competitive. You know, let's uh, race. Let's. Uh, I mean, I'm good with a touch and go loop and roll. Yep. Yo, uh, what do you want to do? We'll do it. Yep. Yeah, you mentioned any kind of competition in this area, and people just oh, you know. Right. And I don't care if you're competitive at it or not. Do it, it for fun. It's fun. Yeah. And you might not place, but you're you're getting experience, right? And it's building you up to the next level. Man, hey, I don't I, I don't want to play cornhole with you. You might beat me, Mike. I, the name cornhole for a game has just never. Yeah, I know that. Let's never clarify real quick. That's that's the only thing I so can think of. So, what, what's in your trailer that's uh, uh, expendable? I I have been fun flying with a twist forty for over ten years. Not the same Twist 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> multiple variations of a Twist 40. And that isn't my fun fly go-to. I and wouldn't even know what to... I mean, I, I've i got a I've got a chaos laying around. <laughs> they're not very good fun fly. you got to have a wide envelope. Right. A, a flight from being able to go full throttle, the thing not flutter itself to pieces, to, to slow flight. Right. Because you know, we were doing events from dragging a Nerf ball... 50 feet behind the airplane on a string and hitting gallon jugs of water. Huh. Dude, yeah. I need to go to your fun fly. Oh, that man. sounds awesome. Oaky air bowling, man. Oaky air bowling. Oaky air bowling. There's Dude. It, get on YouTube, search Moreland Fun Fly. Is that going to happen this weekend? Uh, probably no. not. Uh. No. Nobody has gallon jugs of fuel anymore. Those things are, are about like trying to find a chaos right. airplane in, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, I got a couple of those. <laughs> if, if they're gallon jugs, they used to be fuel jugs. Now it's a windshield washer fluid and right. things like that. So, so. okay, you you got to go into a little detail here. Uh, well, well, we'll just do a little live video. A 50-foot string with a Nerf ball. With a Nerf ball. What Like, like, a, a, like a round Nerf ball? Yeah, a like football? a football? Okay. Yeah, just a round top Nerf bar. Nerf ball. Boy. Man, this is good. This sounds sketchy there we go i like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this ball is what attached to the tail you say i attach mine to landing gear okay that, that makes uh, more, that some, makes some more guys sense. do attach them to the tail and it sometimes leads to oh that could be all bad see we're searching moreland oaky air bowling uh, I, 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 sorry for the pause and audio here but we're uh we're trying to get clint oh. set up to watch some oaky air bowling he's not kidding and man, I'm have, in. You have holy shit! You <laughs> have to search this, Moreland, Oklahoma, Oki Air Bowling. Dude, Just, that's like a row of twenty jugs. D- yeah, oh, yeah. yeah and, and like the center jugs are say ten points, right? And the farther out from center, they're they're less points. But you have to knock the jugs over. over. You can't move them, and it's it's bad. You you get good at it, right? And you can actually get where you can kind of lace the string in there. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll slow the plane down as the plane comes. And I come by real low to the jugs, real slow. Right. And I kind of drop the string down in the jugs and then floor it. And that ball will come. It, come through. It almost them. stretches that string and acts like a bungee. Is that a football <laughs> or is that a round ball? It's just a round ball. 
just a round Nerf type foam ball. Huh. I'd have never thought of that. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's fun. The other one is the uh, uh, bomb drop putt. See, uh, I, I tried to do a, a water balloon drop one time, and I wasn't no good at it. Yeah, yeah. We because like the bomb drop putt is a team event, right? So you have your partner, you have water balloon in your cup. Well, he's got a golf ball and a putter, so you come over, he, and like up there more, and we they have a permanent cup in the runway, mm-hmm. and uh. So you come in wherever the water balloon hits. You drop your partner drops the golf ball there. And it's a timed event, so it, time starts when you leave the ground. You have to fly a circuit, and then drop the balloon as close to the hole as you can get it. Right. And wherever the w- balloon hits, where your dro- partner drops the ball and, and puts so, it in. Uh, so how? Tell me about the balloon. That's where I got because these guys were trying to sticky tape cups to the airplane, and uh, I, I use we use Dixie cups, just solo type cups. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We we put the big popsicle sticks through the bottom of them, okay, and, and put a rubber band around the the bottom of the fuselage and, on the top of the airplane. Yes. Yep. So, so you, you need a plane that has kind of a flat surface, like the nitro planes. You know, usually above the fuel tank is a flat right piece of balsa. So that's where we all carried them at. And uh, it's the electric planes aren't really good for fun flying, just for that fact. All times it's not a good place to put a put a cup and, and right. things like that. So you've got it in this cup, and you're flying a circuit, and you have to go inverted for it to fall out. No, you, no, uh, you can right, <laughs> uh, but, but right, but actually rolling an airplane and just doing a roll, most time the it won't come out. Uh, I do a pitch. And I've done the roll inverted and, and push. Right. But I've had more luck just coming in about 15 feet high, almost to idle, and then doing a pitch and going full throttle and flying out from underneath the, the balloon. <laughs> so, so you're telling me that you're flying forward at an idle, you pitch the airplane down. Yep. It doesn't take much of a negative pitch to... And get the balloon out and jam it mm-hmm. and come out from under the balloon before it hits the airplane? I've had it hit the airplane. Oh shit! I've come back with wet airplane. Man, I'm in. <laughs> Where but, have I been, dude? This sounds like this is all I, good. I, I, I've seen <clears throat> balloons go through wings. You know, it. There's been some. I've seen guys lose control of the plane when trying to get rid of the balloon. That's always entertaining. Yep, that, that'll, that'll scatter the crowd in a hurry. <laughs> so it, it's it's entertaining. You know, it's, it's just something to break the monotony of of normal flying, and that's what the fun flies up there were always about. Was just something different. Yeah, but man, that sounds so much fun, dude. Yep. That's that's. Man, I mean, uh, I've never seen anything quite like. We that. had about six places back in the uh, mid two thousands that we did fun flies, and uh, it was all it was events is all it was. Right. Uh, and some people didn't like coming to them because we didn't really have much free flying, you know. Because when you have thirty pilots signed up for events, yeah, and you have three events, yeah, you kind of it takes up. all day to mm-hmm. to go through all of them. So you're not really getting a lot of flying time except in the morning early and then evening is fair game. Right. You know, once the event's over by three thirty, four o'clock, that's when the... Well, but it, if you sign up for something like that, you know what to expect. I mean, I'm not an IMAC guy. I don't I don't pretend to be, don't want to be, don't care about it. You know, uh, I went and supported it at our local flying right. field that day, you know, showed up, yep. said hi to everybody. But you don't show up to a deal like that and expect to fly... No, as a as a just hey, I'm going to the flying field. I'll see y'all this evening. Exactly, right? You don't you know you don't expect that. Well, and a lot of people from different areas think of fun fly like we're doing this weekend, 
where it's a gathering of flyers. And you can fly all day if you want. You know, there's going to be a lot of traffic. Right. But right. you can fly all you want to. Not really a limit on that. But the actual fun fly contest, you know, it was free flying was shut down. You know, it, it, whatever right. event was going on is what you had to fly in. Yep. And that's and that's just fine. You know, that's uh you know, when you when you get a competitive edge or a competitive situation going on like that, I mean, yeah. It, sorry guys, field shut down. We're having a we're having a uh competitive fun fly here, you right. know. Woohoo. I, I remember many years ago Westside did it with pylon racing. Yep. You know. Yep. And that was I, I remember that. I remember out there launching my dad's airplane. Yeah, we did a musical pylons at some of the fun fly events, which is pylon racing. Uh you remember the the game as a kid where you had the chairs and yep. you know, playing the music music stops, everybody has to sit down. There's only you know, there's one chair short. Right. And the remaining person doesn't sits out. Yep. And we did that with airplanes. So the last plane that landed, it was you had to fly full throttle. Full throttle only. You couldn't fly half throttle or whatever. So you're racing around the pylons, usually five to six planes. Music stops. You gotta land. You gotta land. And there was a, a chalked off landing area of say hundred feet. Right. So you just had to do a touch and go. So if you killed your motor, you was out. Uh, being not, you know nitro planes, it wasn't like electric where you reset the ESC right. real quick with the, with the throttle stick and keep going. Right. You know it was you hit the prop, kill the motor, you were done. And you had to keep it full throttle even on that. No. Oh, okay. When the music stopped, you could land. Okay. So, you know, and it never failed. There's two pylons. I was always on the. The farthest, the farthest yeah. one, so I full <laughs> tilt, you know, trying to beat everybody back. So, could you, uh, uh, and uh, again, I'm just being me at this point. Uh, if you're at that farthest pylon when the music stopped, there's a square in the center of the runway. There is nobody saying what direction you have to go. You, you have to keep the pattern. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I, so, I'll hang a left and come in. Come so, so, if you're there. <laughs> If you're at the wrong end of the field, you still have to make the complete pattern. But you have to remember is that most guys, when they land, what's the first thing they do? They pull the power back. Right. So if you're at that far side, you turn final around that at 120 miles an hour, <laughs> full throttle. <laughs> yeah. And I have attempted the full throttle touch and go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I've, I've done it. And one of the funniest stories about this, we're in Clayton, New Mexico at a fun fly. $1,000 pot to win this fun fly. Nice. I am well in the lead. This is the last event of the competition. And uh, there, there are six of us in the, in the finals. I, sure enough, I go past the little landing zone, music stops. I think they're watching me. You know, they're, right. try, they're trying to casey me the, out of this money. Right. You yeah. know. <laughs> so they, as soon as I go by the music stops, so I have to fly the whole circuit around the land. And my wife is there. She knows there's $1,000 if I place decent in this event right and uh i come in and i, I pass people in final <laughs> and uh, I, I can i can see oh, yeah. this and this is the first time the music has stopped so there's still five guys in the air and i hit the i drive it into the ground drive it <laughs> and i mean i broke the prop I, I i did it you were done i didn't hurt the airplane but but uh, the motor was was dead right so i, I bounced and turn out away from everybody and land out there, you know, in the right. grass away from everybody. And my wife, uh, all the noise, these planes going full throttle and music, all I hear is 
Michael. Yeah. Full tilt. Yeah. <laughs> she she thought I'd blown the the vent, but luckily the way the cards fell, second third place didn't place good either. So I still won the. That's awesome. The fun fly I, event, but I, <laughs> we uh. I I I've done one event like that and it was down at Norman and and Pete and those guys put on a put on an event a couple of years ago. Right. And it was a touch and go loop and roll and uh I I didn't the the balloon thing had me I was flying a little that you know that little clear cabin hooker? Yeah. I took it and flew it. Well that that airplane is not it, it, the the whole balloon thing didn't work out very well with that airplane. <laughs> but uh, everything else was fine, you know. So uh, I and I won that event with that airplane. It was it was a great time, you know. And yep. they, and they did a real simple thing. They just gave you a free membership for right. the next year, you know. Yep. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll bring the old Dixie cup up to the field someday and some water balloons and man, I, it, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll strap it to the your plane. Let you let you play with it. It's it's pretty neat. I'm in. Yeah. I don't know what I'll put it on. I don't think I got anything big enough right now. Yeah, about a forty size nitro is about the smallest because it really screws up the handling of the plane you got that big solo cup <laughs> right up there and we've had some guys attempt it with some of the smaller electrics and they'll try like a little dixie cup and hit the balloon just won't stay because you yeah. can't lose the balloon in flight right uh, usually i think it was we had one scratch so if, if you take off and you lose a balloon you know before you get to the drop area you got one freebie to come in land replace the balloon Jeez, see so. the on i i tried to take some uh super duper velcro right stick it to the top of the wing because on that airplane there's no flat spot yep you know so i and i made it eh, man i was just easing around the best absolute best i could and uh, i made it about halfway around i watched that cup go whoop and i said nah we'll just land the airplane that's that's what i do because people lose their balloons all the time because like a twist it makes the plane want to climb so i i counter that instead with the elevator with throttle uh-huh. i pull throttle backs so the plane's flying around the pattern real nose high and i'm doing hand gestures here to right to, yeah, yeah, right. yeah 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 <laughs> so i know the people listening are, aren't getting the, the full picture high alpha high alpha uh-huh. and, and just use my throttle to maintain altitude instead of pitch because if you ever pitch that nose down with the elevator that balloon's gone right so so it, it so you have it down to a fine art i would say an art but it's got a good strategy. I've hauled a lot of pl- a lot of balloons over the years. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it sounds like fun. It, it, it is. does. And I'm more of a spectator, I think, on this action. No, no. I mean, I'll try it, but that's all it's about is trying it. And then you got the touch and go, loop and roll stuff. You know, how many touch and goes can you do in thirty seconds? Yep. The the 3D twist that was always a fun one. Who can do three? See, it's take off, do three loops, a roll, a spin, and land in the shortest amount of time. And I have killed some airplanes on that one. I bet. Because I'll start my loops as soon as the plane leaves the ground. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you don't always quite make it through the bottom side of the loop. Right. <laughs> I can s- Dang it, man. Wow. Ah, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's usually the oops. And it's usually close proximity crashes. Right. Because everybody's trying to do these maneuvers right. Right there. Right there. Yeah, you're trying to get back to the starting point. So usually when, sometimes you can feel... The the balsa ricochet off. Right. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about a plane hitting the ground that makes such a crazy noise. It man. is. It's good. It absolutely is. It's bad, but it's good at the same time. <laughs> I, uh, that just sounds like a whole lot of fun. And I and man. I think that's part of uh, 
I need to go to some of these fun flies, Mike. Let, well, let me know, man. Uh, unfortunately, the competition fun flies have really died off, uh, e- even up in that part of the world. Because you have to remember, this is the panhandle. Right. There is not a whole lot to do in the panhandle of Oklahoma and Texas. Right. So. Lots of open land. And lots, lots of open land. So uh, one of the things that I've always thought would be fun, just uh, just even to do at uh, at our flying field, is uh, uh, it's it it touches on the uh, cross country deal, but just get an airplane up in there and see how long you can keep it up. Yep. On a nitro, you know, I mean, thirty minute minimum. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another event was the uh, dead stick loop, and uh, we figured out real quick. I think we had a minute the first time we did it. A minute is way too long. <laughs> a minute's way too long. You can get a lot out to in a minute with, yep. with these nitros. Right. And, uh, I mean, they become specs. So, we, I think we were down to like 30 seconds or something. So, after you, time starts as soon as your plane leaves the ground and you climb. When they tell you stop, you have to kill the motor. Right. Then you have to prove the motor's dead by, you know, Working giving it throttle. throttle and it never, throttle never comes up. And then you can start your loops, which... Doesn't sound like a big deal until you try to do that one last loop before you need to land. Right. <laughs> and you should be at that point setting up to land, not do another loop. Right. So that usually kills a couple airplanes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every year. What's the most you've got? 21. That's a lot of, that's a lot of up there and a lot of loops on the way down. That is down. a lot of loops. And that was the reason I won the, the pot at Clayton because you got so many points for, right. for each loop. And well, was, what's your strategy there, man? Are you nosing down, getting some speed, and hitting one, and then coming, you know? Keep- I uh, When I kill my motor, I roll inverted and pull and get in a straight downline maneuver. Right. And the secret is, it's not to overpull the plane in the loop. Otherwise, to keep momentum. You'll, you'll pull up and you'll do a flop. Right. The plane might not make it all the way to the crest of the loop. Now, if you make it up far enough for the plane's past vertical going up, it'll flop over backwards, and it counts. Right. Because the plane's doing a... Flop, but sometimes they'll flop to the nose or to the side or whatever. So it's a fine tuning thing of get knowing you have enough speed to start the loop and at least get it past the point of vertical up, right? To where it'll flop over 21. 21. That's pretty good, man. And, but that is from being young and having decent eyesight, right? What kind of plane were you flying? Twist, a twist, yep. Yeah, that was my Jolly Roger plane. Right, because the we're practicing bowling with the the ball at the uh-huh. at the Gaiman Field, and it's the Petromat turf. Well, it's the Petromat's held down with nails. Oh boy! And I go to take off, <laughs> and I have this balloon behind me. The string catches one of these nails. Oh jeez! And plane's off the ground. <laughs> well, Tank. from the fusil, the canopy forward kept flying, and the tail fell to the ground. I yeah. can see where this is going. Yeah, it it, it broke the plane in half in the air. Yeah. And I actually got the plane mostly on the ground. Had no other damage besides the uh, the broken half fuselage from that initial hit. Right. And uh, I took it home, and I had a brand new twist at home already built. Right. But I love this Jolly Roger, and it wasn't the Jolly Roger at the time. All I had was black covering. Right. At, at home at the time, so I glued the plane back together, reinforced it, and I had this bright yellow twist airframe with this. The sides were were black. So we call it the Jolly Roger. Nice. Was that a kit-built airplane? No, it was ARF. Yep, yep. The notorious ARF twist that was supposed to be a 3D airplane. It's the most non-3D airplane I've ever flown. 
it will literally twist itself into the ground. Right. And I think that's why they <laughs> that's named why it That's why they that. named it the twist. Yeah. <laughs> I have watched pro caliper pilots not be able to hover a twist. So it's it's a handful, a little short couple thing. It's completely wrong for right for hover type maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got a really wide flight envelope, so it's great for for fun flying. I bet that's a good time. It is. It is. I've met some of the my best friends that I fly with at these events, and, and if you come to Moreland this year, you'll you'll meet almost every one of them. Right. Well, my my intentions are to be at Moreland this year. We I didn't I didn't get to try. When is it? Labor Day, isn't it? It's the Labor Day weekend. Is the actual fun fly? Yep. Uh, it's August or September. Or? I believe we're like September seventh this year. Okay. It's Perfect. it's, it's kind of a little bit later. Maybe it cool off a little bit, man. It's crazy Oklahoma heat. Moreland is a. It's an amazing event as far as weather. It's either going to be hot and windy and miserable, or it's going to be the most perfect weather you can have. Right. Cool, you know, moisture and everything else. Perfect. So, oh, yeah. We'll get that one on the list. Yep. Yeah, we'll Absolutely. be there. I'm going to mark it down now. <laughs> oh, Done. yeah? Done. I'm there. Boy, that's a whole bunch of in front of that. That's you're, all right. You're being hopeful. No, nah, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we haven't Speaking done events up existence. there the last couple of years, but it's been more of an open fly type, type gathering. Right. So, well, I think that's the best kind of event to be uh, uh, this day and time. Just, just bring what you got because there's so many options. If you start trying to put limits on it, people aren't going to show up. Oh yeah, up. yeah. So, yeah, because there's always the people that think it's a standard type fun fly that show up and they're mad and they pack up and leave. Right. Because right. nah, they don't want to do the, the events and and I've seen people come to these events with hundred cc planes only, not knowing it was a fun fly event, and use a hundred cc plane, in events. Boy. And that's that gets pretty entertaining, uh, especially with like limbo. Yeah, yep. Uh, cross country is another one. Like Gaiman does a, a cross country event. Yeah, we, we had actually talked about this yep. one time. I need to check that out. Yep, so that, that that's pretty cool. And you think flying an airplane inside of a pickup is would be easy, but it's it takes a little a little skill. Right. Uh, there was a there was a guy when I was young. He he built something I don't remember, but it was for that event. Yep. You know that event's been going on a long time. It I has. Think. Yep. So. Yeah. People have been doing cross country things for for many many years. I remember right. being young reading about it in the AMA magazines and stuff. Yeah, I think I think nowadays they probably try and discourage it. But yeah, yeah. It, it the the day of the the drone copters running. Right, right, right. Model aviation. It's all my fault. It's all <laughs> my it, it, fault. Well, no. <laughs> no, it's, I it's, know. It's uneducated people that which, are ruining it. Which, man, you're talking about driving while flying an airplane. One of the first times that I ever flew, uh, you know, FPV, and I'm chasing the car that I'm riding in. Of course, I was on a closed road. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it wasn't like I was going down the highway or anything like that. No, I went out in the country. There was a closed road. Right. And everything like that. Buddy of mine had a pretty cool car, so we were, we were going to make a video about it, you know. And, and uh, chasing a car that you're riding in is the weirdest thing ever because your eyes and, and your brain is, is focused on flying this thing. But the movement of the vehicle, like if it's turning on roads or speeding up or slowing down, it does not compute because you're looking at it through the goggles like i'm flying and i'm kind of going off towards the ditch i'm like oh we're going in the ditch no wait i'm going in the ditch the car ain't going in the ditch right you know dude that that is one of the craziest feelings well that, that the, i've ever done the other niche this whole deal was you had to do a landing each way for fuel so it, it, usually a two-man team mm -hmm. so you would take off at part way you had to land 
even if you had enough fuel to make the whole stretch and top off with fuel and take off again and then land at the final place and then you switch and do it back to the to the airport wow so it was you know a lot, a lot of planes didn't make it home from from that event right well hey you ever need a wingman for that deal <laughs> or somebody to drive yeah, let absolutely. me know man i'm yeah. in on that yeah like i say it's a it's not really anything you see much of anymore but but back in the day it was definitely a popular event of course you couldn't do it in this part of the world you know no right? you gotta get but in the when country. you're up there in the panhandle you know yeah. there's but you, know, you you can see when somebody sees the airplane when you're driving because you can watch their car and they're like hey what's that right you know, it, it's <laughs> i can only imagine oh man it'd be good but again you know hearing some of these cool old stories and uh you know, the stuff that everybody used to do. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is still available to do. You just have to know the right people to do it and right, find right. the right places to do it. Well, and like this, I mean, it's not illegal to to do a cross-country event. You know, it just takes some planning and, right. you know, you're, you do not drive the vehicle if you're flying the airplane. Right. You know, you're, you're a passenger. Yep. You know, just to get that out there, don't go out and try to, to drive your car and fly an RC plane, drone, first FPV right, or whatever right. while driving. That's right. Make sure you're in the back of the pickup. You got your lawn chair and you're yep. doing at least 60 or 70. That's right. You know, and it I truly mean, takes, <laughs> you don't know how fast these planes are till you're chasing one. Oh, I'm sure, man. And even throttle back, you're having to run 55, 60 miles an hour oh, yeah. to stay up with it. I can imagine. And a lot of times you're, with the plane, you're turning, doing circles to, you know, if you come to an intersection or something, yep. you're, ha- you're up there turning you know, waiting for traffic or, or whatever. Man, right. could you imagine if like three or four guys pulled up at the same intersection at the same time? What a headache. Well, one, one of the greatest stories was, and <laughs> I didn't get to see it, uh, they did the cross-country event. Well, they all pile into a pickup, back of a pickup. So there's like five guys flying RC at the same time of the back of a pickup. Oh, wow. And they, they peer over the hill, and there's this, this swarm of airplanes circling this pickup coming down the road so that that would have been pretty pretty crazy to see oh yeah you know five guys flying at the same time out of one vehicle yep so no i'm out <laughs> you're gonna have to find me something to ride in man i might give that a whirl i'd be down on something like that <laughs> that's the kind of stuff i'm into well i'm into lots of things like that you know it's just nobody around here wants to do it and it and it, it it's no fun to do it by yourself so right you know, it's just all kind that of was, what it is. Man, that was one of the things, man. The uh, one of the guys I hung out with, man. We, you know, and he flew quads, and he was man sponsored, sponsored pilot. You know, gotten getting batteries and props and all kinds of cool gear and everything like that. And when me and that guy were hanging out, dude, that's all we did. I mean, just constant, you know. But then, you know, life happens, work and jobs and everything like that. Didn't get a chance to get out anymore, man. Right. I miss that because, man. I'm not saying everything we did was legal, but we did it in a manner in which it was safe. Right. You know, there were always prior, you know, you know, precautions taken. Well, sure. For sure. But, man, we had so much fun, man. Never got in any trouble because we weren't doing it in the wrong place. Right. You know. Yep. And that's what it comes down to. You know, if you're doing anything, you need to make sure you're doing it in a safe manner. Right. You know, we're not going to make the the whole industry look bad from really doing something bad. Yeah. And... And I, and I think that's just where education needs to be be followed. You know, right. join the AMA. You know, yeah, fly at your local fields. You know, you'll learn a lot. Don't just go out and buy a 
a sixty dollar drone from the local mall and right and most of that stuff i was doing it was out in the middle of nowhere where you know guy had 100 acres and there was absolutely nothing around right you know absolutely nothing yeah you know so there wasn't there wasn't any risk or anything like that i'm still following most of the guidelines right you know and that's that's the that's the one thing that just wears me out you know especially about this day and time with uh mail order yep you know, you got all this mail order. You just get on the internet and order it. You know, the yep. the hobby shops being gone, stuff like that. You know, it just kind of sucks. Oh yeah, yep. Because there's you know, we we have a couple good ones or a couple decent ones, I should say, here left in Oklahoma City. But I think ones yep. in Edmond, ones in Norman. Yep. Right. Yeah, we're still able to get you know, wood. You know, w- wood is something you don't realize how important it is in this hobby until you can't get it. You right. Should, you should see the scrap pile at our house. Well, I, it's a nice scrap pot. I might have to come to the old tro anytime establishment, pick up wood sometime. D- doors always open. <laughs> My father always loves a good bullshit session. That's right. That's right. Which that's you know again that's half the fun of all this. All this that we're doing is uh, you know the friendships and everything that we've all acquired over the years. It is, and like I said, right now. Some of my best friends are from the hobby. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and we're Definitely. lifelong friends. You know, absolutely. It's, it's, we might not see each other, but once a year, at an event or something, but we'll we'll go like we never, you know, weren't around each other. Right. You know, immediately, we're just starting off where we stopped. Oh yeah. From the year before. That's definitely one of the cooler aspects of this hobby. Yeah. You know, once I'm getting into it and meeting a bunch of good, cool people, man. Absolutely. One you know, of, one of my best buddies. He, uh, I say best buddies. Uh, uh, a real good buddy that I met at Joe Nall from Racine, Wisconsin, called the other night. He said, hey, man, is there any trouble in Oklahoma City? No. He said, well, I'm passing through about 1 in the morning. I just wanted to make sure. Right. And I said, well, damn, next time, you know, when you come back through, let me know. Come a little earlier. Right. Didn't get to go to Joe Nall this year, so. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, the, the worldly activities are kind of hurting the, Definitely. some of the big gatherings. And, yep. and I think that's kind of why we've uh, – why I'm I'm personally so excited to go to Duncan is right. You know, get out and see some people. I think uh, another Joan All buddy, a guy named Ron Moore. He he lives at Texoma, right? And he flies down there with those guys. He's I think he's gonna come up Thursday. And man, you you want a trip? Well, I, now I'll tell you truthfully. You know, some of these big events getting canceled for the year, right? You know, it, it's really getting people kicked into gear of attending some of these smaller local oh yeah events right. people are traveling distances to to come to your smaller club type gatherings right and you know you've probably been to this duncan fun fly I, I haven't you haven't i have not but uh man i bet that uh you know the way it's going and everything i'm reading online and talking to clay a little bit it looks like it's going to be probably record turnout man it's it's from what we're seeing so far it's going to be a be a, a right a bang up turnout. Right. it's, it's going to be a good time and uh Man, I again you, you talk about support local. They got a food truck coming. Absolutely. I mean, all this all this local stuff that people are doing about support local, these guys are doing it. Right. So yeah. I'm and, looking forward to that. And I think there's uh some kind of raffle. Dude, there's a, all kinds of raffle. All kinds of raffle. I mean, woo. I got a plane sitting over in the box that's, over there that we're donating. That's what man. I'm hearing. Some kind of rumor of a of the old uh scrap pile podcast doing a Yeah. Doing a raffle donation. Yep, man, I don't exactly know what that is. It's a it's a foamy, but it's balsa and three D or balsa and three D balsa and carbon fiber, right? You know innards and it's uh, you know wrapped in foam. Hey, it's and it's sp- 
feels pretty light. I took it out of the box and took pictures of it and stuff like that to put on the website so everybody kind of see what was going on. That is on, cool. That is cool. We'll see. Picked it up at a swap meet deal for a song, and it's just been sitting in a box for the last Man, couple I, of years. So, right. so somebody needs it. I tell you, we and, sure uh, appreciate it. We're we're gonna throw a couple uh, at Eric's request. We're gonna send a couple of these smoke injectors too. Absolutely. To uh, uh, especially since his roots are in Duncan, Oklahoma, so that's where he's from. Oh yeah. You know, f- there might be a possibility we could find somebody to install a couple of these injectors. Maybe talk uh, about in, yeah. in, in a four day period to. Right. Well, we'll try it, man. I'm in. I, Let's I, do that. I bet we can find somebody that's got a smoke system that needs a, a tune-up. Needs a little tune-up. Yeah. So uh, be sure to give this guy a shout-out or a, a call and, uh, you know, support him in his in his efforts of supporting the hobby. Absolutely. Definitely. And, yeah. man, thank you for that. That made my day, hearing that we're going to have something to give away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, you know, that that's, was, that's, that's super that's cool. That's pretty cool. So that uh, you know, just just being in this a short time that we've been in it, and already got a, even a small sponsorship is, yep. you know, sponsor the show. Oh yeah, that's cool, man. And you know, I, you know, it wasn't one of those things that I want this to make money or anything like that. I no, want it to be kind of a fun. Yeah, we're kind here of for deal. fun. We're not so here for money. That's it, man. So anything that gets sent in, it's going to be given back. You Absolutely. know, for sure, whether it's a giveaway or, you know, donated to something to, to raise some money for a cause or something, that, that's where it's going. Absolutely. Now, if you want to send me something to fly and tell you about it, we'll do that. But, uh, that, too. And But it'll go to a good home when we're done with it. And Maybe. I, and, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> or you, it might not turn out to be a good home. It might die. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm not giving it away. We'll let one of the other guys get away. We recommend that it takes a DLE 20 just for right. Clint's sake. <laughs> Uh, you would say that. Clint will, <laughs> Clint will professionally tune all your DLE-20s. But you know what? We'd fly it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Definitely. Know, and when you're ready for it to go away after we review it, you know, we'll, we'll send it to a good home. Yep. Somebody who could use it or wants it or oh, yeah. you'll know, fly it. Heck, yeah. That'd be awesome, man. Uh-huh. I'm not asking for an airplane. That's not what well, we're asking one day, for. But, one day we'll get there. But that would be cool, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Somebody's sending you something. Hey, tell us what you think about this. How cool would that be? Yeah. One day, man. It's coming. Don't worry. Well, Mike, we sure appreciate you coming tonight. Hey, man, I've had a blast. Good. We, we've we uh, we've really enjoyed your company and uh, really enjoyed your insight on the hobby and your history and sure a lot of fun. Oh, Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks for making the drive. Oh, man. For I'd, sure. Definitely worth it. This is the first time I've been involved in anything like this, and it's uh, it's been educational. Yeah. Well, I, it, it, it. I don't know if we're educational. <laughs> well, my, my background and. Anything like this is none. So right, right. Well, well. Hey, we got we got two on you. That's I mean, it's, it's not like we got a bunch <laughs> of experience in this either, man. So I just put some crap together and we made it happen. That's right. And enjoying it. That's it. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Check us out on all your major platforms, all that good stuff. Come join the Facebook group. Get involved. Have a good one. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>